0: The following is brought to you in association with, and from a proud partner of, The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment, here.
1: This episode of Wrestling Night in Canada is dedicated to the memory of Killer Tim Brooks.
2: You're listening to Wrestling Night in Canada on The Shining Wizards Network with your hosts, Matt Copper, Dustin Maruka, and Snowy White.
1: What's up everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. This is episode number 8, and I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. I'm Dustin Baruka, also known as Ducky. Hey bros, what's going on? Not much,
2: man. It's another hot day here in the peg. (laughs) We were we're relieved relieved for a little bit with the thunderstorm earlier today, but that's... uh, it went as quickly as it came.
0: I'm sitting outside on a friend's balcony. It's hot out here, old crap.
2: Uh-huh. It sounds like there's some background noise out there, Ducky. Yep. Hey. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. there'll be a bit this episode. I apologize. Okay. There'll be yeah. wind and shit every once in a while. <laughs> it
1: kind of, um, you kind of might think, well, it's kind of, you know... That, that's what everyone talks about, the weather this, the weather that, and all that. But when you really think about it, here in Winnipeg, okay, it's super hot in the summer. It's super cold in the winters. We are like a meteorologist's wet dream, you know. And so when I, when I, when I speak to my American friends that I know through our brother program, Radioactive Metal that I know from the metal scene and all that that live, you know, in California and Florida and all that. Like it blows them away just just how hot it does get up here because this is Canada, eh? where it's nothing <laughs> but ma- maple syrup igloos and ice hockey and all that. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like no way, guys. It's uh it's uh it's quite quite the opposite as you might think. You know, well uh, We may we we, yes we have the brutal winters we have the brutal summers it just goes to show how tough we are we we can handle both climates. Mm -hmm. The rest of the world, you know, are kind of stuck with with their their one, but we're not going to get into too much of that because we have some stuff that's been going on in the pro wrestling world that we want to get to, Um, and I think we got a pretty interesting turnbuckle talk as well with so many titles over the years that have world title designations and there's been some arguments well maybe this isn't a world title maybe that that is a lot of great a lot of great wrestlers have held world titles but when you think about it even more have never held a world title which is kind of the way it should be you know so we kind of want to give a a, a couple minutes to um, that and pay pay respect to those bridesmaids,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: those pro wrestling bridesmaids, <laughs> bridesmaids that that just kind of ah were this close but just but just couldn't uh, as Vince would say,
0: couldn't grab the brass ring. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
1: that that's right. Just 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 couldn't win win the whole enchilada. Couldn't couldn't bring home the big one. Yeah. Um, and there is actually some some of our younger fans, you know, might actually be surprised that, hey, uh, I know that name. He was a legend. He's never won a world title. Huh? Well, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, some, some people will surprise you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So before we get in to that, though, there is a lot of uh, stuff going on in the world of. of of pro wrestling, is there anything anyone wants to uh just to, to, to start out with to get us rocking and rolling? Well, uh, well, well, we're...
2: oh, go, go ahead, Ducky.
0: Okay, uh, what do you guys think about Gallows and Anderson signing with TNA?
2: Mm. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I thought for sure they were gonna go to uh, AEW to be with their former bullet club. Uh, buddy. Right. Yeah, they
0: they signed with uh, Impact and New Japan, so they could do like okay.
1: so they can still be in the Bullet Club.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think maybe expect them in Impact slash New Japan for about a year. You know, and let let them do everything they're going to do there, and then you know, then they'll sign on with AEW slash New New Japan for probably the remainder of their career. It's actually yep. a, it's what I was thinking is not from the perspective of Gallows and Anderson and all that, but I was thinking about how this is a plus for the world of wrestling as a whole, because um, like it, impact is hurting for talent, and we're definitely going to be getting into why that is soon enough in this very segment, but they're hurting for talent. And to, to get Gallows and Anderson in, it's like they're spreading out the talent. Ring of Honor could definitely use, you know, and uh, once once all this blows over, I think Ring of Honor would do themselves a favor and look into acquiring some new talent as well. So them signing on Impact, number one, I, I, I love Impact. Num- number two, it's good for the pro wrestling world as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah yeah, rather, rather than having everybody in just like
2: either of the two big companies just like spreading everybody out so everybody right. gets a little
1: right, right, which is that's actually that's, that's what made wrestling so good back in like the mid 80s after the WWF expanded and all that, but NWA, AWA and some of the other bigger territories all had really strong rosters and mm-hmm. that. What made wrestling so, so awesome back then? I, I would I, like every once in a while I always see these things on on my Facebook. These memes. It's like I'm jumping in a time machine, going back to the '80s. Who wants something or whatever? It's like, no, I'm taking Ducky and Matt with me into the DeLorean, <laughs> and we're going back to 1986 just so they could see all this awesome wrestling pro hand Oh um, boy. <laughs> yeah, and besides, I would like to go to high school with you guys. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a lot of fun, but obviously, fate had different ideas. Speaking of impact, mm-hmm. oh boy, I have, I have um, been quite vocal, okay, about one of the best things going on, if not the best thing going on in pro wrestling right now is Tessa Blanchard and her Impact world title chase, victory and then what was supposed to be somewhat of a cool title reign, which has now come to a halt with everything. now, Apparently what had happened was um, she was quarantined in Mexico with all of that. You can't hold that against her. No, no, no. But what they were still like, okay, but this, show's, this show must go on. Can you please provide us with some footage of you in Mexico doing whatever to help us build up to Slammiversary, which I believe is July fifteenth. It's coming up soon. mm mm-hmm. And all that. They had yeah. that wicked five-person tight, tight, title defense, sorry guys, and um, it was looking like it was going to be her very first really, really big title defense, and nothing came about in terms of promotion on her side Okay, and so they said, could you do this, they asked her again and again and again, and it just never happened, and they finally said sorry, we have to take matters into our own hands and they stripped her of the title and have since fired her Okay, now. Oh, I understand why. I get that. Okay. It's just it's just it's just it's kind of unfortunate that it it kind of they had to do that and it's 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 too bad because like I said, that's that's like the best thing that they had going and that match. You know, I don't know what it would have would done for actual numbers in terms of, of pay per view buys. But it definitely made the card interesting, mm-hmm. and I was all ready to pluck down my money, and then all of this kind of, all of this kind of happened. Not just with with Blanchard, but with a few other, I almost said artists, a few a few other wrestlers, <laughs> a few other uh, other wrestlers. So it's it's making Slammiversary very tough, very mm-hmm. tough this year. That, that's that's definitely disappointing. Um. Uh, obviously I'm thinking Blanchard has, has a plan B okay like I have this feeling it's not exactly breaking her heart that she's no longer in Impact and I'm thinking she might you know considering at least her biological dad seems to have a spot in AEW
0: yeah but WWE also want her
1: the WWE yeah the WWE like like okay who wouldn't want her okay first of all you're AEW you already have Tully Blanchard on your roster
0: mm-hmm.
1: like why Might as well not get Tess yeah yeah why not bring her in as well you know and they're they're already building their their ladies roster and you know that's something that the WWF has on AEW is their women's division bringing Tessa Blanky.
0: versus, versus Cheetah would be good.
1: Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah! Like you, you could you could put her up with any number of uh, of artists and artists. Oh, you can put her up with any number of the ladies, and I think you'd get a good match. And you can also work on if this is your thing. If some people don't like intergender matches and all that. But she's shown that she can do an angle with a guy, you know. So there's mm-hmm. a lot. I think there's a lot that AEW can do with Blanchard, and all that.
2: Yeah, same, same with WWE though. Like, mm-hmm.
1: uh, who wouldn't want to see a feud between
2: Beth of Blanchard and Charlotte Flair? Oh, there Except you are. It's the... literally top of the like. If there's any, if there's any women who should be called horse women, it's those two.
1: <laughs> it's those two, yeah. <laughs> and well what been, if
0: what if they bring her in and have this story thing and she ends up being the fourth one because well Becky's, you know, gonna be gone for probably year and a half, two well, years.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's true. Did they actually use the four horse women gimmick on T V? Did they actually use it? No, I don't think they did. I think that was a backstage thing in NXT. Right, right. Unlike on MLW, you had the Extreme Horsemen, which they they actually used it on TV. So this would to bring Tessa Blanchard in, and with Charlotte Flair, this would be a good time to actually use the Four Horsewomen on TV. You could have Flair, you could have Blanchard, you can bring in um, I know there's talk that they don't they're not too high on Shayna Baszler right so now. Vince. Vince doesn't like her. Vince is like, nope. Yeah. Okay, but which is stupid, if, but if okay, yeah, what what exactly is going on there? It just uh, doesn't
0: see her as a top talent. He just doesn't want to. Yeah, get
2: her. he doesn't. He doesn't enjoy the gimmick. He doesn't enjoy her look. He doesn't enjoy anything about her from last night. Which. Uh, uh, It's it's so weird considering that like not not even like like three or four months ago, she literally eliminated every single woman in the elimination chamber Mm
1: -hmm. to go to WrestleMania,
2: and then loses at WrestleMania unexpectedly. I might add, even though Becky herself said she wanted to drop the title to Shayna at WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. they changed, and then now Shayna I think has been off TV for a month now.
0: Yeah, it's been about a month.
1: Yeah, are they retooling her, or do they just want to wait the contract out and send her on her way? No idea. Like okay, because if if they're just like if they're just retooling her and all that, to have Flair Blanchard and to bring her in in like the Arn Anderson role in the in the Enforcer role of the Horseman, and then you bring up a young Bucket, you know, a young lady, you know, that kind of do the same idea that the Four Horsemen did with Lex Luger and then with Sting, with uh, Paul Roma, you know, um, Chris Benoit, all of these that they brought in, these young up-and-comer stars, to complement them with the veterans. Mm-hmm. I think think the WWF would be, WWE would be onto something there. If they go that way. God, I should be a Booker. What the hell? Yeah. Well, I, agree <laughs> about Shayna being a, uh, I agree with you about Shayna being
2: a, enforcer, but knowing WWE, if they ever did do that, they would probably make Nia Jax the enforcer. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just the way they, it it, it it doesn't seem out of character WWE to do something like that in my opinion. No,
1: no. I, no, I, and I, then
0: Nile just hurt more people, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <But> that's <laughs> <not drunk. laughs> which, which that's kind of, oh, that's kind of a whole other story all in its own. Definitely, definitely. The send impact.
0: send Nia home for a few months and have fucking Uncle Rock train her, and she'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Oh no. I think we were to, we we mentioned that last episode. Send her down to NXT for you know for more for retraining and get her shit together and all that before she just destroys the rest of the roster. For and if real. she can't
0: get her shit together, have Shayna Baszler come and just beat the shit up.
1: Well oh, yeah, and yeah. then you gotta give her, her walking. She'll, she'll learn she'll safe. learn then.
0: Shayna will put her in her place. And <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. and if you can't I hate to say it, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge the WWE if they had if they let someone go, if they gave her time and time again every chance in the world, did everything they could to help her, and if she's still hurting people, well this isn't for you. You know, and maybe it's maybe it's time you time you went away or so. But hopefully, you know, things will turn around on that. Ah, this the slammiversary main event is really in trouble, not just because there's no world title involved, Tessa Blanchard is gone, but probably their second most interesting thing on their roster is Michael Elgin. Yeah, he's uh, suspended now too. Who's suspended, and it looks like he's not making it to Slammiversary. And quite frankly, it was Blanchard and Elgin were the reasons I was going to be making the call to get the pay per view. And I still Because yeah, It's like, it's like yeah. Michael
0: Elgin because of the uh, assault. Yeah. A lot of
1: things. Yeah.
0: Accusations. And then mm-hmm. Tessa because she was apparently hard to work with.
1: Oh yeah. yeah! Oh, there's there's more than just that. Her in Mexico with Blanchard. Yeah. I know there's a lot of other things. Well, and... Her her attitude was the reason
2: why WWE didn't sign her after the Mae Young Classic uh, a few years back. Oh, really? That's problem backstage. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, but she is pretty young. I know that doesn't justify it, but it does kind of make it a little more like when you're that young and you're you're the daughter of a world famous wrestler and. You have the skills that you do, you're probably going to have a bit of an ego. That so, being said, it's not Randy Orton? Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. That being said, so many companies and so many people are coming out and saying that she has an attitude problem and she's a bully and she's impossible to work with. Maybe it's some self reflection is in order. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think so. And, and me being a Tessa Blanchard fan, it's so hard hearing this. It's so hard reading this stuff and all that, because as we said in the last episode, we, we only want to think good stuff about people who that we dig, you know? And it's yep. like Sometimes you got to, you know, and I really dig Michael Elgin, his work and, you know, him being Canadian and from the Canadian Indies and all that. You really want to get behind him. And then this stuff comes up through the whole speaking out movement and all that. And you just kind of like, oh, fuck. No, no, no! Please tell me. But apparently, apparently, um, and the Joy Ryan situation with uh with impact. Now he was also on the speaking out chopping block. Yeah, uh, he and, and they. He 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 was, against uh, yeah, yeah. There was like thirteen accusations, if 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 not more. Yeah. Against yeah. them, and ah, uh, part of me wants to say that doesn't really surprise me. These well, allegations. What's that? You feel like
2: when you have a gimmick where your gimmick really like revolves around guys grabbing your dick. Yeah, <laughs>
1: then, yeah, and kind of thinking you're and this doing like
0: star. the German suplex and calling it like the penis box or whatever, and just yeah, yeah. There's
1: just there's just so much about that character yeah. that he did it a real a little too well and yeah <laughs> and life life was kind of imitating art that said you know i i never dug what he did there are just some things that jim cornette you know is correct about and the the penis suplex or whatever and you know like all of that uh, like speaking okay. of jim
0: cornette if okay. is he is he still doing podcasts yeah. After I, the accusations yeah. and
1: shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He,
0: I hope he watches GCW Back Air Wrestling from yesterday because oh,
1: oh, he'll I go mean, off can, on that
0: for like four hours. He's going to hate it. <laughs> no joke. Well, when, no Schla- joke. when when Schlack ran his opponent over with a car and then weed whacked him in the nuts.
1: <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I could see that. That exposes the business just a bit. Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: yeah. I just want yeah. to hear Cornette rant about it.
1: Um. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that would have to be brought to his attention. Oh,
0: I'm you know, sure it already chat. has.
1: Yeah. Oh, you think so. Sorry? Sorry. Oh, some. Yeah, someone would have to send him a video clip in the mail or something, and all that. And that's just to get him riled up. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think people just like to get him going. Oh, it's <laughs> really funny. It, yeah. you know, it is. No, it's hilarious because <laughs> I don't like Trump either. And I I could sit him listen to him bash Republicans all day, you know. <laughs> so hey, I don't no, know Cornette's <laughs> hulking up. up. Yeah, he definitely is. He definitely is, and all that. So Cornette was always, you know, he was a big he was a big critic of everything that Joey Ryan did, and all that. And I kind of agree with him, and all that. It's just I wouldn't. That okay, but that that said. Okay, as much as I didn't like the gimmick and all that, it was kind of get, getting older. I don't oh, getting over, getting older. Oh, Freudian slip. It was it was <laughs> it was getting over, and I think Impact, if against my better judgment, is something that they really could have ran with, and they didn't to the point now, where they took that they took Joey Ryan and they did the three sixty gimmick on him. And now he was doing the whole cancel culture gimmick or something. Oh, where yeah. it's it's basically they did with Joey Ryan what um, the WWF did with Val Venus, where he was the porn star, he was the sex figure, and then they switched him to the right to censor. Yeah, gimmick yeah. and all that. That's that's the first thing that I saw with Joey Ryan. And it's like oh well this is Valvenus all over again but then it made me think well okay that's also because um Don Callis Cyrus is booking Impact right right now so obviously that's his thing because you know him and him and Valvenus both being Canadian and from the Indies and all that I have no doubt they were friends and all that that probably where where that came that idea came from they were called him so. Joseph yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and he was actually doing the whole cancel culture gimmick quite well, just the way he was talking. When instead of talking to crave crazy Steve, you know, he it, it, it would be um mentally mentally challenge Steven or something. <laughs> you know, just, just the just the way he spoke. He's like, Okay, they probably gave him a gimmick that he's not too big on, but he's making the best of it and he's doing a pretty good job with it it's just Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for me personally it's like this is all Val Venus all over again but it's all a moot point now because I think he's gone as well yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, they fired him him, I think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I don't know guys do we still want to get together and uh, go three three ways on Slammiversary or or whatnot? what do you what do you guys think it's, when is uh, it? It's a it's the 15th of July. Yeah, that's because like it's really a tough sell. Like now. Like I was yeah. so hyped. I was so excited. Uh, but now. Uh. Speaking of uh with everything that's going on with speaking out and all that, the Sammy Guevara incident, I think. I kind of... Um,
0: no, it can't be the 15th. It's a Wednesday. Sorry to oh, Okay,
1: well, whatever day it is, okay. Um, with Sammy Guevara, he's now been um, suspended yes, from, a, from AEW sent to sensitivity classes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because of uh, a comment he made. Because of a, ago, yes, yes, because of a comment he made Four years ago, on a podcast, when he was 21, when he was just a dumbass kid. Okay, now, from what I understand, like, I thought, when I first heard of this, I thought that it was, um, it was just recent, he said something backstage to one of the girls or whatever, to one of Sasha, yeah. Oh, yeah, or, you know, I thought maybe it was just, it happened just recently, at an AEW show, and he said something, and the girls took took offense to it or whatever, and reported it to management and all that. But no, as it turned out, this was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Now you yeah. mentioned he had made a joke about how he wanted to rape Sasha Banks. Yep. Okay. Since then, he has spoken to Sasha about it has apologized, she has accepted his apology, and everything that's, you know, when you think about it, he was young, dumb, full of cum. It's not an excuse, but it is is what it is. I think it really should have ended with that. I honestly don't know if any um, sort of quote-unquote punishment had to be required, and as well, um, you guys are younger than I am. At one time, wasn't and this, I, I, I always hated this, but wasn't the expression rape used as another form of I want to have sex with her? Like, for a while, wasn't that a thing? Well,
0: I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even fucking
2: know. No? No? I've, I've, thought... I've, never, I've never personally said I wanted to rape
1: someone, but... Oh, neither have I, I but I'm, I'm of the generation before you guys now. So that was never a thing for me. But as I recall just a little while ago, I would see that bounced around on Facebook or whatever, where a guy would, you know, instead of saying, I want to fuck her, you know, he would say, you know, I want to rape her, meaning a consensual sexual act together. It's just the word rape gets convoluted that way. And you guys don't remember this being a thing? Nope. Okay, good. Good. And that means it just never lasted very long. Thank you. Goodness, okay, but I have a feeling like that used to be a thing, and that's probably what 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 Guevara was doing, and
2: all that. Well, yeah, but uh, the whole well, obviously, the word rape means non consensual, right? Right. Yeah, like I understand that he was young, and I understand that like uh, he was just like trying to express how he thinks he he thinks a uh, Sasha Banks is an attractive woman, which she is, uh-huh. but he obviously wasn't thinking about what he was saying he thought it would pass off as just a joke right but thing is when you're when you're doing stuff in the media like that and you're i know he wasn't on TV at the time but when you're trying to become trying to become a world famous wrestler stuff like that doesn't go away especially in this day and age and like you really cannot say shit like that especially like when you're like in a position of celebrity like Uh it's oh yeah yeah Uh, so i think i think as long as like he knows that he did wrong now and he has worked things out with sasha banks and he is willing to work on himself and take this uh, suspension take it on the chin like a man like like a man there you are that's a key word there yeah well yeah (laughs) and uh my only hope is that he does actually learn from it, doesn't repeat it again, and comes back better than ever. And for sure, he he is a really good wrestler, from talent. No, or sorry, no, no doubt about that. He was a talent, very talented individual. But mm-hmm. uh, he said something shitty, and he's got to do his time for it, so to speak. And uh, while he is suspended, his uh, his salary is being donated to the Women's Center of Jacksonville, I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's a good move on AEW's part. Which see that that that's just while I personally don't feel that okay he that didn't necessarily have to be punished for it, but I understand why AEW did it and mm. and for what excuse me, and the things that they did be, be, because of it. Definitely yeah. one of the things that they should have done. And I'm sure they did this in some way, shape, or form. But when, as soon as this come out, they should have um, took Guevara aside and said, okay, you know, this has kind of come up from four years ago. We don't need that today. So do us a favor, son. Zip your lip. You know what I mean? Like That's probably what they said to him and then still hit him with this. And all of that's fair ball. Fair ball, though. It's just... Yeah, yeah. I think out of all of these incidences that have been going on with actual assaults and bullying and all that, this is actually one of the uh, the lightest infractions. I think. You know what I mean? They're like, if you're going to put things on a scale, I think this is like a two out of ten.
2: No, I I, I see what you're saying, but the fact is is that he's still from a lot of oh, yeah. uh, people's perspective, he did. Essentially, say that he wanted to have sex with someone non-consensually. So mm-hmm. that does kind of leave a bad image, and it um, oh, definitely really did. makes them look really, really mm-hmm. bad. Sure. But yeah, as I said before, as long as he learns from it, knows that he's fucked up, and and that uh, learns from it and grows from it, becomes a better human being from it, then then. That would be good. That, that's my best for, for
1: Sammy right Because yeah. He was one of my favorite talents in the, in the AEW. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, and he's definitely got a very bright future, and I would hate to see that go away over five five seconds of you know from from four from four years ago. This is this 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 next thing kind of bothers me because. Um, it it wasn't only affecting the WWF, WWE. It, it kind of started messing with the competition's um, plans and their roster and all that. When uh, Renee Young, it was announced that she contracted the COVID. Mm-hmm. And, all that. and, like, I, I have no... Just the way the WWF seems to be doing things... And all that, like, weren't they the last to really get a handle on what was going on? Like, what you you guys would know more about this than than I would. But hasn't the WWF been under fire for the way they've handled the whole COVID situation? Yeah, the, the they have apparently haven't been doing like proper testing uh, backstage at the
2: Performance Center. All they've been doing is like taking people's temperatures and getting them to do a questionnaire.
1: Okay. So,
2: yeah. Where the AEW's been doing the whole, like, the uh, the test where they put the thing in the back of the throat and all, all that, like,
1: full-fledged testing. Like, legitimate right. testing.
0: Yeah, that so, shit's uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll wear a mask and have a needle shoved up my nose. Thank you. You yeah. know. <laughs>
2: it's actually yeah. a swab. Okay, it's not yeah. a needle. <laughs> yeah, swab that they stick, like, through your nose to the back of your
1: throat. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want anything shoved up my nose.
0: It's not great. <laughs> Whatever it is no,
1: no, like, no. It, it
0: doesn't hurt. It just shoves it up to where it's uncomfortable, and then they just leave there for ten seconds.
1: Wow! Wow! The, See, it sucks. sucks. And
2: head forward. <laughs> no. Oh.
0: Five seconds. It's fine. And then it's like, okay, it's starting to burn a bit. Okay. okay oh, is, no. it oh, is it that's over? That's is it over? That's is it over? That's <laughs>
1: Get this damn thing out of my nose. Basically, yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah, it it seems like. uh, So I have no doubt that, you know, and this is just speculation. No one really knows for sure. But Renee has gotten the COVID, no doubt, from working, you know, Mm -hmm. within the ranks of the WWE. You know now because this comes out. Well, who is she married to? Who is she living with? Uh, uh I think uh, it's uh, it's,
2: uh, ooh, it's yeah, <laughs> what's it's his different. name?
0: Yeah, uh, isn't it that um it's the- Jim? <laughs> that Jim Morrison guy? Wait, wait, no, yeah, that's wrong. No, <laughs> that's wrong.
2: Um, oh, no, it's uh, oh, fuck, uh, John,
1: J. Ja- <laughs> 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 That's right. Who who works for the other guys? Yeah, he's okay. the
2: the biggest fish for the other guys. <laughs> the biggest right. fish in the other pond.
1: In the other pond, yeah, for sure, for sure. So now, now, okay. Even all this COVID thing is going on. Like I can personally attest. Okay, that when you're married and living with someone, trust me, you are still with you. You are not keeping yourself within six feet. I can personally attest to that, okay, shall we say? <laughs> All right. Alright. So now with that with, with that in mind, now Loxley has Loxley. Loxley. Yeah. i st- I still love Robin Hood, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moxley, Moxley, okay, is now under quarantine because of it. Yeah. And now all of their plans for him are being screwed with now
2: yeah because he's uh yeah he was supposed to be in the main event of night two of, of uh, fighter fest but that has been pushed back to uh, uh july 15th which is the night the fight for the fallen is
1: not going to take place mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. which which that's that's definitely understandable you know it's right, just, right. I, just if if i was AEW like i would be and the, no doubt they are i would just be so pissed you know it's like oh, we're doing yeah. all we can we're doing this and it's still affecting us because they can't get their shit together over there yep you know now well, all set like done
2: oh sorry it's like what Taz said on uh this past uh on the on the first night of fighter fest taz said like we don't run a sloppy shop. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah, that was definitely a shot shot of WWE for that.
1: Day.
0: Yeah, apparently Vince isn't too happy about that promo. Well
1: oh, whatever. From what I heard. <laughs> Not really too concerned with yeah. what I'm Oh Vince no, thinks.
0: Vince is mad. Go eat a steak.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How long do you think Renee lasts in the WWE now? Uh, apparently she's uh...
2: They're actually pretty mad at her for coming out on social media saying that she had COVID nineteen, right? In 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 the WWE universe, they're acting as like there isn't a pandemic going on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh They never mentioned TV. Never. Uh They they're like pretending like everything's fine. We're just at the performance center now, you know? Right. (laughs) With Plexus surrounding them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like not not once has anybody ever mentioned the pandemic on like on WWE television and now Renee Young has come out saying that she's she's tested positive for COVID-19 and uh now she's off TV and uh, like some people are even speculating that Vince purposely got her infected with the virus so that it would go to she. <laughs>
1: Okay. All,
0: right. All, right. Wow. all right. All right. All right. Is, yeah. that, a, is that a Jim Cornette speculation?
2: Like, not, uh,
1: No, that's just the general internet speculation. I'm yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I don't like vids at all. Okay. Never have. Okay. This, though, <laughs> like, I'm not one for conspiracy theories either. <laughs> like, wow. Oh. Because if that was ever to be proven. That he intentionally (laughs) major lawsuits. That's a that's millions of dollars in lawsuits right there. It's it's very elaborate if it's true. (laughs) Uh
2: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah, her and uh, Pila Braxton, who's the backstage smackdown interviewer, she uh, she also tested positive. And yeah, like anyone who's coming online saying that they tested positive is apparently like. Getting the talk from upper management in WWE, so they're not very happy with them. So, who knows? We may see Renee Young in AEW sooner than
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they would take her in a heartbeat. Yeah, if, if she doesn't want to go become
2: like a sports broadcaster or something after she leaves WWE.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess there's other options. Other people yeah. might want to, you know, ESPN or something. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Even like TNT, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for their sports programming yeah, and all true. that. All the <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, once again, the most interesting thing about pro wrestling is the shit going on behind the scenes, unfortunately, than what's going on in the ring. And I, I love those kayfabe days when we didn't know anything going on behind the scenes, and it was just everything you know pre when everything was pre-internet and all that it's we all of our attention was all focused on the ring and we definitely have to get back to that somehow one of these times we have to get like a fan we have to bring like a fan that doesn't follow like the behind the scenes stuff at all right you know and just Just, just grill them and ask ask that person a bunch of questions and all that. I think (laughs) that might make for a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting topic. Does anyone else you anyone else have uh, anything going on currently in the whys and wherefores of the pro wrestling?
2: Well, after you said cave, sorry, sorry, I just wanted to say after you said cave snowy, I gotta show you this. uh, this little series on YouTube called Kayfabe News. It's like a comedy news broadcast.
1: Okay, I think,
2: I think you'd get a kick out of it. It's actually pretty funny. Kayfabe <laughs> News. Kayfabe yeah. News. Yeah. With uh, uh, yeah, it's it's Simon Miller from What Culture, but he calls himself uh, Flipping Marks, Is his uh broadcast? Uh-huh. <laughs> is his name uh-huh. yeah.
1: Kayfabe News. Okay, writing it down. Yeah, I'll, Look forward to right on, right on, excellent, excellent, thank you, thank you. Um, at the top of the hop, you know, at the opening bell of tonight's episode, we kind of tiptoed around and gave some feelers out for what we wanted to discuss in this week's turnbuckle talk. Which, um, with everything that's um, like when it comes to titles. There are just so many going on. There are just so many in the world of pro wrestling now. It's just, do they really mean very much anymore? Uh, Are they just props? Are they a means to an end, or are they, you know, are are they the thing to strive for, like they once were? At one time, being the world champion was everything. Because before there was Keen... Guaranteed contracts before there was dolls and merch was a was was a big thing. You wanted to be the world champion of your federation because that's what brought in the most money. You were the big draw. Now well, yep. you know the sad reality is a non-world champion, a guy holding the belt, not holding the, the, the big belt, the 10 pounds of gold, could be <laughs> making more. Than a guy that's been, you know, an awesome year long run as world champion. It could just, that's just the nature of the business now. There's been a lot of great and awesome Hall of Fame characters and wrestlers and athletes, you know, that have never won the big belt. And like we said at the top, you know, it some of the names might kind of surprise you. Before we get into some of these though, kind of wanted to give a quick summary off the top of my head, kind of want to challenge myself here and just to go over what were world titles and kind of the lineage that made up a lot of them. And now I'm thinking the best starting point was at one time we had three concurrent world titles starting in 1963. The NWA world title, the AWA world title, and the WWWWW Squared F (laughs) Champion. (laughs) Okay. We had those three titles for many years. I believe the first, kind of the first change... Though, um, the WWWF changed their name to just the WWF. Um, And then, so we still had the three. From then, uh, probably all the way up until, I want to say, 1986, the Mid-South territory withdrew out of the NWA and declared their title the world the universal wrestling federation world title. Now some people might um might ar- might argue that as um you know well it's just a territory but at the same time I believe Bill Watts was expanding their television to where it was a television where it was a nationally promoted television program as well and that was kind of what made up a world title and what didn't was your television exposure at that point because a couple years earlier than that the world-class wrestling association pulled out of the nwa and they declared themselves their title to be a world title and no one no one quite didn't quite buy that because i don't think world-class had national television at the time So now I guess we're kind of at the point now where we're having we had four four world titles up at that point. Mm -hmm. Moving on a couple years later, maybe about four years later, world-class wrestling pulls out of the NWA and they declare the NWA champion that were part of that territory at the time, instead of After withdrawing from the NWA, they just gave, they just acknowledged Ric Flair and the Steiners as WCW champions, leaving the NWA and NWA tag teams kind of vacant. So that gave, and of course, being the big exposure on TBS, that gave WCW world title status. Mm -hmm. And that started the downfall of the NWA. Just sometime around shortly after that, the AWA would fold. Like the NWA started to lose a lot of their exposure and their like fan interest and all that. To the point where Eastern Championship Wrestling have decided that they want to pull out of the NWA in a rather big way when Shane Douglas. Took the NWA world title, threw it on the ground, and declared himself the new ECW world champion. So now, obviously, the NWA, whether that, that has world title status at that time, was kind of, you know, that was that was debatable. Okay. I wouldn't want to punish them for it, but I would I definitely think the NWA now. You know, with everything that's going on with uh, with Billy Pumpkins and all that, I think he's uh, they've elevated that that title back up to world title status because I think um, there's international interest in the NWA as well now. And now they got uh, Nick Aldis calls it the real world's champion. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And I love the the whole Sweet Charlotte as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. That's that's a nice. A nice throw. It's a nice throwback to. That. And of course now, AWA doesn't exist. ECW no longer exists. Um, WCW no longer exists. Um, then the WWF, WWE kind of splits brands, creates their own two world titles. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. right, whatever. And of course AEW comes along and now no one is they going have, to argue them being of world title status. Even though there's only been two champions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But once again, you know, they have the national exposure and all that, which you know, like I said, that's that's kind of the key point to giving mm-hmm. yourself world title status. Because there, there's to a point where every every small independent federation you know is calling themselves world world champion and you know i'm kind of like yeah get over yeah. yourself buddy you know well
2: yeah the criteria for having a world title is, is
1: nowadays just to call it a world title yeah yeah so which basically on, yeah yeah you really need um you really need uh some clout for it shall we say sorry I'm not just going to go by your word buddy like you have to show me you know especially for what we do on this show so believe it or not and actually no it, it should be this way for every one world champion or everyone that's has won the, the big 10 pounds of gold and all that there should be dozens if not hundreds of guys that have not some of these names, when you think about it over the years, might be kind of surprising. Do you guys have any names you might want to throw out there right now to share? Sure. I, I, I sat yeah. down. I um, made an interesting list. I'm
0: going to throw a name out because in 10 minutes, I'm unfortunately getting picked up. So I'm going to have to leave.
1: Okay. okay. So
0: I will throw in, well, what about Dustin Rhodes? What about Gold
1: Goldust? yeah,
0: dust,
1: yeah. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. And really the only um roads that have yet to win a world title. You know, oh, really? it, it would be kind of interesting, you know, it, at some point in his career his 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 dad's been the NWA world champion, his brother's been NWA world champion. At some point before he hangs it up, does he call up Billy Pumpkins and say, look, I want to win this just for my family legacy?
0: I couldn't see them letting him do that.
1: I oh I would be all I would be all over that, especially on a pay-per-view. Because you know? he's <laughs> oh, he's what you know? fifty-two. Yeah, he's in his fifties. Oh. they probably have to do it sooner than later. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely a good choice. Good choice, man. What about you, Matt? Uh, well, I, well, I, I had a list of 10
2: wrestlers here, but, uh, Goldust was one of the ones on there. Oh,
1: okay.
2: Uh, yeah. One of the more surprising ones, uh, uh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, pick from the other ones. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually kind of surprising <laughs> because I thought when, he left the WWF I'm getting it right this time and he went to the W to WCW for that sh- that short stint when they had the program against sting and all that and I was just like I could totally see them putting it on him and giving him a run just just to show like non wrestling fans that but but no Jake Roberts from his time within the WWF, you know like hey look Jake's here and he's our champion come look at us and all that. And yeah. they, they 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 never pulled the trigger on that. I don't think I think probably the biggest title Roberts has ever won, I believe was the Mid-South when it was a when a territory championship. So good 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 one man. Didn't even yeah. didn't even really think about that. Yeah um, I mean, you-
2: I think he won any singles titles in WWE or
1: WCW? Yeah, Not nothing really. I can't. I can't. They didn't even give him an Intercontinental run. Nope. Which so oh, I remember they had that one match against Randy Savage, a heel versus heel match
2: on yeah. Saturday, Saturday, <laughs>
1: Saturday Night's main event. Guys, go, but go, go. Try to find this match on YouTube or the network. The- the- uh, yeah, hurry or yeah, on the network, it was just it was absolutely amazing match. The audience was split, and they just went back and forth, and it was just oh, oh my god, I couldn't believe, the, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe I was watching the WWF and not the NWA at the time. That's how good the match was. Which that's of... the match at the, at the very end where Savage was tied up in the ropes and the Cobra bit his arm. Oh no, that was a couple years later. This was. Okay. 1987 just Savage's uh initial IC title run both both okay. both for heels at the time. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. One of the most underrated matches you're ever going to find. Mm. Um Kevin Von Eric, Really? You know, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, like his brother Kerry was was given a short NWA World World, world title run only for about a week, he had won it at I guess it was the nineteen eighty five Texas Stadium, the Kevin Von Erich Memorial Cup or M- Parade of Champions or the David Von Erich Parade of Champions card. Kerry had won it, won lost it back a year, a week later. But the following year, they kind of booked the whole idea again. But this time, it was Kevin going after the ten pounds of gold. In Texas Stadium at that same event, but uh, Kev just, you know, fell a little bit short and never did. While he went on to win multiple world class titles, he never did win like the 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 big one, and that mm-hmm. might kind of be somewhat surprising. Ducky, you got a uh, you got another one before you got a bolt? Uh, oned Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's—I don't know if he never—he he never really did. But I—I I don't know if I ever would have done that. Yeah, he just wasn't. Because uh, he
0: held the IC title at one point. I
1: believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did. And, But yeah. that was kind of at the point the IC title was now at the point where they were giving it on to help get the guys over, not just. To yeah, see that's true. If yeah, not just to see if okay is this guy world title, you know, material or not? Mm-hmm. Like that's what the IC title. Once once they kind of put it on Ahmed and all that, you can kind of tell they were going in a uh, in a different direction. With that, what about you, Matt? Oh, uh, let's see another one I got on my list here. Mm-hmm. Owen Hart. Hmm hmm Now of course there was all that there was all that speculation that with everything that was going on with the Montreal screw job, were they were the were they going to pull the trigger and give it to Owen or not? I honestly didn't didn't see that happening in the old, because they were punishing him for uh not for Yeah, for not yeah, for not only for his brother, but for uh he didn't want to do a certain uh, angle where he would be showing him having uh, him being unfaithful to his wife, and he did yeah. oh, yeah. that. It's so, right, right. yeah, yeah, with, uh, with what's her name, Deborah. Deborah. Yeah. And when he didn't want to do that, they said, okay, well, all we got is this blue blazer thing for you. He goes up mm-hmm. to the rafters in Kansas City, and we all know the yeah. tragic story with that. that yeah. That's that, that said, if there's no Montreal screw job, okay, there's no return to Blue Blazer and all that. If they would have kept Hart strong the way he was and kept him going, okay, what I would have done, putting on my you know my booker cap here, is um give it to him. Give it to yep. him and see what he does with it. See you know because maybe you have a younger Bret Hart, and you can do it all 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 over again. You you turn yeah. a face, and then see where we're going with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bret Hart even Bret Hart said himself that uh, that Owen was the
2: best wrestler in the family. Oh, <laughs> i am that. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't have a hard time picturing Owen Hart being in the main event uh, during the Attitude Era along with like the Rock and Triple H.
1: No, no, he would be right up there for sure. All mm-hmm. right. Just going right, right. You got to...
0: I have to sign off.
1: Okay, man. Thanks. <laughs> thanks <laughs> so much. We'll continue the conversation later. And yep. um also I, will... I got
0: storm clouds rolling in, so I don't want yeah. to get rained on. <laughs>
1: I'll, right, uh, I will see you next weekend um when your band is playing, which we'll get into that as we go out.
0: Okay.
1: Okay, brother, take care. Okay. Take care, guys. have a good one, man. See ya. All right, uh, Rick Rick Rude. This That's this is kind of. I'm
2: yeah. <laughs> sorry. That's a bit of a weird one because like he he has had the big gold belts before.
1: Right, right, yeah. right, right. But yeah, they that that was kind of the the, the area when. WCW declared themselves independent, gave them their own world titles and all that. Mm-hmm. pulled out They pulled out of the NWA. They start and they started a working agreement with them again. And uh, that's when uh, Steve Williams and Terry Gordy had won the tournament to win the NWA World titles while they were WCW World champions. And mm-hmm. I think. Barry Windham, how did he win the NWA world title? I don't remember exactly how, but Barry Windham ended up becoming NWA world champion. Once again, WCW pulls out of the NWA, leaving them in possession of the big gold belt. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, and,
2: and Rick, Rick Root was, he did technically hold that belt three times, but it right. wasn't the World right. Heavyweight Championship. When it it they,
1: yeah, it, it was, they had to, they couldn't call it the NWA World Title. It wasn't the NWA World Title. So no. they became, it became, WCW started calling it the WCW International Title. Mm-hmm which it's like okay international means more than one country means world means WCW now has two world titles yeah mm. so <laughs> technically
2: intercontinental kind of means the same thing does it not yeah <laughs>
1: basically yeah it's within it's within the intercontinental is within the continent of North America is it okay yeah. i thought I meant like all the- so, oh no, no! Like, okay. yeah, that would that be like the WWF had their world champion, and then uh, the Intercontinental was within North America, the Canada, oh, okay. US, Mexico. Okay, I, th- I thought it meant like all the continents because it has like <laughs> the
2: glo- it had the globe on it. Well. So it was like, it's like, so it's like North America,
1: South America, Europe, <laughs> Antarctica, <laughs> Asia, every place that has a continent. But then that makes it the world title because the world has gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> but we're probably nitpicking, but. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But anyway, yeah. back to Rick. Rude. But yeah, yeah. Rick Rude, though, was never an official world champion. He might have said otherwise and all that. But uh, yeah. uh, now, what I would have done, though, at his peak in the WWF, you know when he was the Intercontinental Champion, and he was beating the Ultimate Warrior, and he had that hot feud with Jake the Snake Roberts, and he was the most hated man in the United States. Never mind, just in wrestling, like he <laughs> had he had that that arrogant, you know, persona, and his promos were amazing. His work rate was amazing, and all that. And it's just, ah, uh, he was so over as a heel. I would have given him a shot with the big belt. You know, much like you like you yeah. we were saying about uh, about Owen and all that. So it's definitely would uh I think that was definitely a lost opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. What you got? What do I got? I got yeah. uh, rowdy Rod piper. Uh, ah, ah, i used to like you great mm-hmm. choice! <laughs> it's great choice yeah yeah he was here's here's a guy uh, always a bridesmaid never a bride not just in the yep. wwf but in the nwa too like oh yeah he, he was a perennial contender i think he was u.s champion at one time and yeah, he was intercontinental champion as well. Uh, yeah, he was uh, top dog in the Mid Atlantic uh, League that would eventually turn into WCW. Uh, yeah, he was so over in every in every capacity and all that, but just yeah. just never won. And actually, his return to wrestling, um, fighting the NWO, mm-hmm. like, uh, I thought maybe they would have done that or else he would have, he would have politicked himself used his leverage as one of the, you know, most over wrestlers ever. He would have politicked himself into having, you know, a world title run, albeit maybe a short one during the whole NWO angle. I'm actually kind of surprised that it never happens. Yeah. Well,
2: I'm I'm surprised that the WWF never pulled the trigger on him because like uh like those late late 80s early 90s like he was like the most overheel heel in the in the comp or one of the most oh, overheels. Yeah. and in- one of the best mic workers for sure like his his interview with Hulk Hogan leading into WrestleMania 3 and Piper's Pit
1: that was <laughs> <laughs> legendary. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing stuff because he yeah he was um he was an antagonist, one of the best. Yeah. Yeah, but he was he was kind of trying to he he was even though he was an old foe of Hogan, he was trying to play it straight and he's like, you know, mm-hmm. I said that you'd be here and you know, like it's, yeah. like he played it so well. And like you you when when he announced like he was getting in the movies okay, like they yeah. live and all that yeah. like I I knew, okay, yeah, here's a guy that could pull it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, rowdy one, that's too bad. Rest in peace, Roderick. Yeah, uh, it's been five uh, years already. Wow. Yeah, it's it's actually been a while since we lost Dusty Rhodes, and also yeah. five years. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's right. They were like a couple of weeks apart. Yeah. That was that was rough. That was rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess someone who's um, gone much, much, much too early. Was one bruiser Brody? Bruiser Brody hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never, never won the big one in any, but, but I think, I think the reason for that is he, he traveled too much. He didn't want to commit to one, to one league. If he had, if he wanted to, like, if he wanted to commit, you know, to, the NWA full-time, if he wanted to commit to the AWA, you know, then they would have given him a a title reign, probably a long one, and he would have been a huge world champion for whoever, you know, that he chose on. But obviously Japan, Puerto Rico, world-class, a lot of these places were paying him some big bucks. You know, so he was saying, you know, I got to feed my family more than I got to look good in his shiny belt, and all that. Right? So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's too bad. I think he definitely would have uh, made an amazing world champion, and just we just never got to it. Yep. Yeah. What Important. do you got? I got uh, Scott Hall. Yeah. Yeah. True enough. True enough. True enough. I'm actually um, going so far, like pretty much anywhere that that he went, like he got his first break uh, in the in the AWA, in the mid 80s, but they pretty much stuck him uh, in tag teams with Kurt Henning, who, of course, would go on to be Mr. Perfect and all that. And that's fine. Now, if they had, if, if he hadn't left, you know, for WCW, if they would have pushed him more, just Scott Hall, the solo guy, I think they definitely could have got a world title run out of him after, you know, some more experience, some more seasoning and all that. But obviously they chose, he chose the WCW route and then made his biggest impact as Razor Ramon. Yeah, and he,
2: he did win the Intercontinental title as Razor Ramon and he he was a great character and had one of the best matches uh in WrestleMania history as that character. But yeah, they never uh never had the opportunity to win the the winged eagle
1: mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Which which really if you're giving me a choice, Scott Hall or Kevin Nash. <laughs> I would have taken Scott Hall, taken uh, Scott Hall yeah. you know, to, to, to put the big belt on him and all that. Maybe uh, they the whole the whole the whole Chico thing and all that, I thought they were playing the race thing and all that, which he's this big guy from Texas in the AWA. Yeah. He's a totally different, you know. <laughs> it's a totally different character and all that. If they had just cut that down a bit and just let him be him and go out there and give strong matches and all that. He would have been an amazing world champion. Yeah. That's one of the so. things sorry. I think so too
2: and like uh when he went to do, when he went over to WCW in 96, like I think he also may have had the potential to win the big gold belt, but he was also under Hogan at the yeah. time. So there was no way he was
1: ever going to win the big gold belt being in the NWO when Hulk Hogan was there. No, they kind of had him in the goon role, which, yeah. fine, it worked, and yeah. all that,
2: but... He won the tag team titles a whole bunch of times with Kevin Nash, and uh, right. he was US champion, but yeah, never, never won the big gold belt
1: there, either. It was... Always a bridesmaid. That's yeah. That's, that's <laughs> kind <of> too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 going to come up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, no conversation about Bruiser Brody is complete without Abdullah the Butcher, because mm. uh, there's there's a guy. I understand. I don't know if you how much of him you remember, what you've seen, but he was another journeyman who, um, like his heyday, was definitely in the eighties. But Japan, Puerto Rico, you know, various territories, you know, throughout, throughout North America, including Montreal. He was over big in, um, he was over big in international wrestling in Montreal. Oh, I lost connection here. Oh, there, there you are. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he was over big um, in Montreal in the international territory which there's that word again yeah <laughs> you know a very a very regional promotion with a very international name and all that but um yeah no i think the thing that no everyone was kind of hesitant to give uh we we shouldn't be saying put it on him we should be saying to give him a title shot here we should mm-hmm. say that <laughs> They're hesitant to give him a title sh- a shot you know, because you didn't know if he was going to be around, you know, a week a week from now, or they would just bring him in as a special attraction for that one huge card, you know, at the Sportatorium in Dallas or the Omni in Atlanta or in Japan or the the Forum in Montreal and all that. it's just, yeah, he was just if these these guys just couldn't. Sit in one place, which I understand, you know, you want to, you, you, you need to make a living. But me as a wrestling fan, your legacy, like for me, it would have been meant to me more to be known as an NWA world champion than to be a millionaire. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's just me. Maybe if I got into the business, my, with every passing year maybe you get a little more jaded and all that and your attitudes might might change a bit and then I might take the million dollars over uh over the uh world title which kind of brings me to speaking of the million dollars and the world titles and all that Ted Ted DiBiase yeah he was on my list too I just kind of segued myself there, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, thinking about ne- that. <laughs> he never. Uh, he, okay, when he came in from the UWF to the WWF, and they gave him that whole million-dollar man gimmick and all that, which I think that's just Vince, you know, mm. wanting to make his a character of himself. Living you know, vicariously through, yeah, another. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with with that that character, like Rick Root and all that, was just just over like huge, big time. He was the biggest scumbag on the planet. DB he the man. He played it so well, and all that. So it worked into the character, okay, to purchase. The world title, as opposed to mm-hmm. winning it. So when Andre legitimately, quote unquote, with the whole double referee on the on the special Saturday night main event and all that, when Andre won the title and then sold it to DiBiase, and it would you know you can't buy it, so it was declared vacant right away. Mm-hmm. DiBiase was never technically a world champion. No, not recognized as a world champion. Right, you know. right. But not only in the WWF, but you might be kind of surprised to know that he never won the big one in the UWF either hmm. as well, which is, the, you know, that's might be kind of surprising. And all that. while that short time that the UWF had world title status, I think he went to the WWF shortly after the UWF expanded. The one-man gang was champion. He lost it to what would become the Big Boss Man. And then finally to DiBiase's longtime partner, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. So really at that point, they were putting all of their attention on Steve Williams, which um, you can't argue that. You you definitely can't, can't argue that. But yeah, like I said, a younger fan might be kind of surprised that Ted DiBiase was never world champion there and not one reign in the WWF either. Very surprising. Nope. And he was, and what people for, seem to forget, much like Rick Rude, where they look great, it's all gimmick, great on the mic. Rude and DiBiase were amazing workers. Yeah, they like, were. Absolutely unbelievable. You strip all that shit down. Same thing with Steve Austin. You, you strip yeah. off this the stone cold. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you you strip all that shit down. You put just two guys in the ring and let them go, DB versus um Austin versus Rude and all that. Like these would have been matches for the ages. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, their work rate gets lost gets lost in the gimmick and that's too bad. It's too yeah, bad,
2: but whatever. When it's when you when you get into the big leagues it's what sells really. it is,
1: unfortunately. It sells merchandise. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What you got? I'm yeah. loving this conversation. This is great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, my turn.
1: Yeah. My turn please. To pick one? please. Uh,
2: all right. Uh Dean Malenko. Yeah, yeah, he because like when he was uh, when he was in WCW, he was a part of the cruiserweight division, which obviously had a glass ceiling on it. Uh-huh. Uh, since like when, when Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff were the guys calling the shots, both on and off screen. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so he really didn't have anywhere to go beyond that. And like I think he was U.S. champion. He was uh, tag team champions with uh, Benoit. Yeah, he but was at, a horseman. Yeah, after after Benoit and uh, Malenko broke off from the Horsemen and uh, those two, and uh, Saturn and uh, Eddie Guerrero jumped ship to WWF. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mal- Malenko or uh, Guerrero and Benoit enjoyed world championship uh, victories. Saturn kind of faded into the dust. And Malenko, again, he became light heavyweight champion, which, yeah, exactly like the cruiserweight championship. Mm-hmm. And, and they gave him. Uh, they kind of gave him this weird James Bond gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> He's man gimmick. But then right. around that time was kind of when his in-ring career was kind of winding down. So I guess they didn't really feel putting a world title on him would have uh, really done anything for either party. Really? Right. But yeah. Like, right, uh, right. Considering in the WCW, he was like a master technician, the man of a thousand holds. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and he, perfected the texas cloverleaf <laughs> like that for a guy that had such technical prowess in the ring and like trained so many people he actually uh came up with the 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 cripple crossface that benoit used uh for mm-hmm. many years i guess it was the Label lock okay but, yeah and uh yeah he came up with that move and many other submission moves he came up with and perfected them and trained other people to do them and yeah, it's just kind of a. Yeah, I guess he just never really had that uh, that proper balance between technician and character. To, yeah, you
1: know, yeah, uh, that, um, that's that's what kind of sorry that's what kind of hurt him. He wasn't he he charisma, mm-hmm. you know, for the, yeah. the where he was and his age and all that. He never had that charisma, but at give him twenty years earlier. You know, in a, a territory, a shot at a shot at, at Rick Flair, maybe in the NWA. You take that Ben, that that Malenko that we knew best twenty years earlier. I think that would have been world title material, either in the AWA or the NWA, for sure. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, um, and that's actually. Everything that I kind of wrote down, but you've got a few more. Yeah, yeah. you didn't have Arn Anderson. Uh yeah, actually, but that's too <laughs> Yeah. I think, I so think I'm we're... surprised you didn't have Arn Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> probably probably pro- yeah, you're right. You're right. Um probably the same thing with Anderson, that exact conversation that we just had with Malenko. Per- personality. Yeah, we we could switch the words Malenko and add Anderson. To mm-hmm. it. but he did he was always always one of the best promos you were ever going to find yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't he coin the term four horsemen or he was the first one to say it yeah. yeah yeah actually he was he was and he was he was the enforcer and he was he was the one that was always like a lot of the uh like the lineups Changed over the years and all that. The roster, Four Horsemen roster, which that in itself, okay. There, there, there's the turnbuckle talk right there. The many, the many facets of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, uh, incarnations of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, Anderson was always the constant. Him and Flair. Yeah,
2: and uh, yeah. Unfortunately, in the later, like when Malenko and Benoit were in the Four Horsemen, I think that was after Anderson was forced to retire because uh. He was like neck surgery, botched neck surgery. I think was the reason. And
1: he was just getting up there, and he just had so many other, uh, so many other ouchies and bobos and all that. That it's just, it it was time. He he just he just couldn't do it anymore. And throughout <laughs> his career, he only had one world title shot, and that was against wow. Ric Flair right, for uh, the WCW. Can't remember exactly what year, maybe ninety, at the Super Brawl or hmm. something. But yeah, he was talking about it on his podcast. He only had, uh, one one world title shot in his whole wow. career, and it just never. He just never got the one, two, three, and maybe that's that's not too bad. Yeah.
2: Well, he's still he's still a
1: legend. No, no, oh, no, definitely. definitely. Away from him, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's in the hall of fame with the horsemen, but I think, um, he should really be, um, inducted on his own, like Flair. Mm-hmm. Well, now that he's in AEW, that's not going to happen anytime soon, gonna, uh, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should have done that while he was working, uh, behind the scenes, which, which, which I have to admit, I love. I love Anderson's podcast, and I don't want to give too much, you know, promotion to a to a to a celebrity podcast. But I I have to admit, the only time that I'm really into Anderson's podcast is when he's talking about his pre WWF days, and when he's just taking questions from the listeners. When he's talking about being an agent behind the scenes at recent WWF cards, I'm kind of like, eh. I have so many other podcasts that I listen to. I think I'm going to skip this one this week. uh, But that would probably be a good conversation. Another turnbuckle talk is which podcasts we do enjoy and why and all that. Uh, Yeah. Something to think about. Something to think about. Okay, give me another one. All right. The the very last one on my list that I have is uh,
2: British Bulldog.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially since they were giving him kind of that that push uh, when he when he went solo right before the whole Heart Foundation thing when it was him and Brett him against Brett and he was so over internationally. Like oh, he, yeah. was, like, he was so over in Europe and all that. Well, him and Brett. Brett
2: uh, yeah, they, they main evented SummerSlam '92 for the Intercontinental Title and at Wembley. At Wembley, yeah. Wembley, and, yeah. Proud for that match was insane
1: Like (laughs) Yeah Uh, Which I don't know why The WWF didn't You know go okay look Look at this market Okay yeah yeah, we we go over there Once a year whatever and all that but Look Look how rabid they were For wrestlers that Weren't you know the, 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 The The WWF Flag wavers and all that. F- flag flag bearers and all that. Like Vince's, Vince's blueprints, wrestlers. Right, sure. right, yeah, yeah. B- Bret Hart, Davey Boy Smith. Like Europe loved these guys more than Hogan. <laughs> you know, oh, so. uh,
2: they, 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 they were their countrymen. Like I oh, guess sure. that. Was, like like you, you go, like you have your normal like WWF broadcast at the Madison Square Garden with. Hulk Hogan coming out waving the American flag and it's like real American <laughs> theme song. And yeah, obviously people there are going to go absolutely ham for that. Oh uh-huh. so, yeah. It makes perfect sense that the British bulldog would get the same reaction at Wembley stadium coming out with his attire. That's just like all of his pat, the patterns on his tights are just like the union Jack union and all Jack. that.
1: Yeah. Uh, you've got me formulating my own dream match in my head right now. You know, WrestleMania or World Clash eighty nine mm. or whatever, where it's like pow, sold out Wembley Stadium and it's a British Bulldog versus Hulk Hogan and like oh hmm. <laughs> imagine imagine yeah, like the audience yeah, would just have going. gone ape shit for, for Davy Boy. Yeah. And they would have booed Hogan out of that stadium. Right, right out of there. Yeah. So yeah, just you would think they would have given them a run just to try to break into some more international markets. Yeah, you know, they might have left a lot of money on the table.
2: Yeah. I know, and like, I, I think my favorite line from that whole like, uh, on commentary for that whole match, I think was uh, when, like, I think it was it a was, uh, Bobby and Vince doing the commentary for it, and at the end when they won, and uh, Davy Boy's wife, or and Bret, Bret Hart's sister, came in the ring, and like a uh, British Bulldog had just won the belt, and the referee handed it to him, and he's just staring at it. And Heenan goes, he's like, "Yeah, that's the belt, stupid. You want it?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> Heenan Heenan was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like if if you were ever if we we're and this is probably something that that we should do as well. Our our first episode we did our uh our Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. we, sh- we should we should do another another episode of uh non wrestling oh. personalities, managers, broadcasters, promoters. Oh. Yeah, you know, and for me when I think of like a non-wrestler, my Mount Rushmore for non-wrestlers, the very first, fucking Bobby Heenan.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like between that and the whole
1: like that's not fair to Flair thing. And oh that, my <laughs> god, just amazing stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, yeah, wrestlers it, yeah. that have. Sorry, wrestlers that have never won the world title never won the big cheese the big 10 pounds of gold the sweet charlotte yeah uh, kind of surprising the brass ring. The brass ring. <laughs> that's right that's right but it's but it's a championship damn it uh, hold <laughs> <not a bounce. laughs> there's another episode i'm just gonna go on full vince the whole yep the whole. My throat's gonna be so sore by the end of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh well, a clock on the wall is telling us I think it's uh just about that time. Thank you, my friend for yeah. for hanging out and having a grand old time and uh it's once again yeah. absolutely awesome uh episode and a really cool conversation this is the this is the type of stuff that I like talking, like as a fan, you know, yeah. just, just just, just, stuff like this. So hopefully we'll be able to bring uh, a lot more like that. We are out in the um, social medias and all that. How can uh, people find us there?
2: Yeah, well, we're on Facebook at fa- uh, facebook.com slash Wrestling Night in Canada and on Instagram at Wrestling Night in Canada. And I don't think we have a Twitter page yet dustin still has to do that so we're gonna get on that soon we'll be on the twitter we'll be on twitter soon enough don't worry right, <laughs> so, uh,
1: right on, hit us up on
2: the, those two social medias for the time being
1: right on thank you yeah i'm having a lot of fun with our facebook now whenever something new something cool kind of pops up i like i like to share it on there because i'm still uh i'm not really an instagram guy yet i'm still having a hard time just working that with uh with with radioactive metal and as well but mm-hmm. gives me incentive gives me something to do especially with everything that's going on we want to thank everyone at the shining wizards network shiningwizardsnetwork.com you can check us out there we are part of a that is a really 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 cool um, network of podcasts that's that's a predominantly pro wrestling Podcast, but there's uh, there's there's some comedies. Our brother program, radioactive metal. If you haven't mm-hmm. had enough of your cool Uncle Snowy this week, you can go and check out my other program there, and is um, some other a great, really cool, great there's, there's, community there's
2: some, of shows on there. Sorry, it's a great great
1: community of podcasts on the Shining Wizards Network. It is, it is. It's not just wrestling, it's not just music, but it's pop culture, it's comedy. There's just so many really cool shows to be checked out there. So that's where you can also find Wrestling Night in Canada on Spotify as well. I know a lot of the kids are doing the whole Spotify thing for their podcast these days. Yep. So through, through the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. On Spotify So That's it once again Thank you so much And on behalf of our good buddy Ducky in the meantime and in between time That's it This has been Another exciting episode of radio Oh oh, shit sorry Of (laughs) Wrestling Night in Canada I'm Stuart White I'm Matt Copper Signing off And we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.